Hello, hello. Welcome to the Food Complex. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Marco. We are a podcast about food, culture, history, everything in between. And this week, we're diving into tequila. Hit that intro music. Good morning, Marco. Good morning, Andrew. We are a whisper away from the beach. We are in sunny, sunny Long Beach, California. Hell yeah. Is this Southern California considered? I Yes, this is considered Southern California. Okay. Uh, before we jump into the pod, I do want to make an amendment. Uh, on the fried chicken episode, we talked about all these fried chicken spots. The one I forgot to mention, and we live in Long Beach. Fucking Roscoe's oh, yeah. Chicken and yeah. Waffles. Wow, I didn't even think about that till just now. It's funny because I've only had it once. And it was in when I was at... Uh, my community college uh-huh. and we drove there in my friend's rv and it was like where did you park i know that spot is so like <laughs> and i think we did the one in long beach which is really funny and i've never had it before and it's i don't know why that combination of chicken and sweet and savory baby pancakes work. why does it work i don't know it works so well maybe like, that's a dish we can a combo we can research yeah we should because well, that is like delicious because you do because obviously you put the maple the syrup on the chicken too and you're mixing it together it, you're right i don't know it's just it's beautiful it's a beautiful harmony yeah. of, of of flavors i used to go all the time with my friends and i cannot believe shout out to adam thank you for reminding me i can't believe i forgot we used to go all the fucking time we're uh, at irvine area no there's no one in irvine yeah, it's one, <laughs> I <was wondering>. what <laughs> i was wondering nah okay uh, we went to uh, the one in Long Beach here. Okay. Shout out to, I don't know if he's still there, the manager, Elmo. His name's Elmo. His name was Elmo. We okay. went so often, I think he remember, he would uh, he remembered us. Uh, I'm going to tell a quick story about okay. the one time we were there. We, just a bunch of suburbia kids uh, going to Roscoe's, and we had a table of like 10 to 12 folks. Mm-hmm. And one of our friends, she was just leaning on her uh, chair, just leaning back, and we're like, Alana, you better not do that. You're going to fall. And two seconds later, she falls from her chair. And someone in the restaurant got up and said, Ha, that white bitch fell. <laughs> and I <laughs> I love that story so much. I can't believe like we got called out at the restaurant oh like that. God. But uh, my go-to order there, if anyone cares, is the Country Boy Special, a.k.a. the Obama Special. I'm assuming they changed it after Obama went. Yeah. It's three wings and two waffles. Normally, the way I like to eat is I shred the, the chicken meat and, with the skin and put it on top mm-hmm. of like a on waffle. waffle. Wow. Make it like a little taco. Spread that little yeah. uh, syrup. Yum. Yeah. Thank you again, Adam, for reminding yeah. me. I think, actually, to, to, to stay on that point, I the reason why when I went the first time, I kept everything separate. Ooh, no. Because I'm, I'm, you know, all about, you know, structural integrity. With and separation. And separation. <laughs> and so all of my, my, my things were separate, not touching. And my friends were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Don't you just, you eat the meat and then you eat the sweets like after for dessert? And they're like, no, you eat it all together. You mix it. And it's a blissful experience. And I did. And I realized why. It's it was so delicious. Good. It's so yeah. good. Thank you, Adam. I uh, want to give a, a third shout out to you he's gonna yeah. love that yeah he's gonna be so happy three shout outs it's the highest shout out amount we've ever had on this pod yeah well no <laughs> alton brown's i think got at the oh, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. shout true. out alton brown shout out alton brown <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah. we're covering tequila today but let's get into what you had this week anything delicious or anything delicious i always have something delicious to eat to share about marco <laughs> um 
this week there's a restaurant i think they have a few restaurants chains in la it's called for the win have you okay. heard of this spot uh no for the win I, I feel like i've seen it somewhere probably social media okay i'm assuming yeah uh they are known for their smash burgers and boy oh boy it is so good how, how smash are we talking thin thin like crispy on the sides crispy beef skirt okay it is so nice uh brioche bun Ooh, that's a game changer they got their sauce pickles cheese and that beef skirt mm. you bite into it that you get that brininess of the pickle then you get like the fat rich beef flavor and you get the crunch of the pickle with the beef it mixes so well and the creaminess of the oh my god i'm salivating it's so good <laughs> i can go for one right now and it's all like the perfect bite i'm sad i finished it in like four bites but it was so good is brioche the best bun for a burger i i flip flop between brioche and potato potato bun it's true potato i think has a little more integrity brioche is more uh buttery okay yeah i no i agree it's and oh at the restaurant very small hole in the wall they got usually they just got their burgers their fries fries are okay uh they were the fries i kind of like mm-hmm. they're not like the wedges or the thick steak cut they're the typical fries like mcdonald's but a little slightly thicker okay uh i got a mexican coke delicious they also have alcohol but i really wasn't feeling like the wine selection they had yeah uh they also had pies i wish i had tried but i didn't do you are you a pie guy i am a pie guy i'm not a hot, i'm not a pie guy you know why why i don't like hot fruit you don't like hot fruit. All right, let me. Just you. Let's. Are you describing me? You're describing me a hot fruit. Just huh? you. We should cover pies though, because Marie Callender's R.I.P. in Huntington Beach used to be the number one spot we'd hit on the way to like family events and grab a couple of pies, banana pie, apple oh, pie, all smart. that stuff. Yeah, that's a smart move. Um, but it's no longer there. But I never liked pies because I'm not a, a hot fruit guy, warm fruit have, guy. Have you had key lime pie? Uh, I have, but I like. I'm not a fan of <laughs> the key lime. Oh, that's I'm right. You're fan. not a citrus I'm person. A fan. I'm a fan of, of uh, the crust. Because usually they do like graham cracker crust. crust. Yep. And it's delicious. What about a s'mores pie? Never had that before. All right. I'm going to make you one of my banoffee pies as well. Okay. I want one of those. Yeah, see, like even like like a chocolate pie or like the ones that are like filled with like mostly like sweet mm-hmm. doesn't intrigue me. I'm a cake guy. Oh, yeah. No. Personally, I'm a cake person too. I'll have pies every once in a while. I... My go-to spot, like, instead of Marie Callender's, recently what I've been going to is, uh, it's an orange, and I think they have some in Santa Monica as well. Pie Hole? Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. Really good flavors. I got, like, their famous one is Siri Killer, which is a Fruit Loop cream uh, oh my pie. Who thinks of these things? I don't know, man. I, I think another thing I can cover later with, probably next week with brunch, is, like, fruit, the explosion of Fruity Pebbles. Oh, yeah. Like, Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles exploded on the scene, like, mid 2000s or 2010s i wasn't allowed to have those growing up oh what <laughs> i'm so sorry my mom didn't like us having sugary uh that's a good mom sugary. i'm gonna be honest so that's a good mom it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because we we had like like dessert and like we it just it was for breakfast but then uh, then she would also buy like those costco chocolate cakes and we would have those the for breakfast cakes? yeah Oh yeah, no. I would have, eat those for breakfast before school. My okay. My parents try to look out for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a preface of that. We had Oreos for breakfast one day. Oh yeah, for like a couple weeks because yeah. I was like, oh, I like Oreos. They're like good. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, healthy. Yeah. The big, the, it's vegan. Yeah, you got something in your system. You're fine. <laughs> I, I, I would wonder why I would always crash by lunch. <laughs> Anyways, sorry for that sidetrack. Yeah, yeah. What did you enjoy this week? Um, actually, when just the other day, speaking of brioche. 
um, Sarah and I made a grilled cheese and tomato soup combo. Young. Yeah. Um, oh, was this during the hurricane? Yes, it was the hurricane day. Um, we, you know, it was raining, and we were like, "Let's get soup." Sorry, uh, hurricane. Hurricane with in, quotes. In yeah. Quotes. Yeah. <laughs> hurricane. Just raining a lot for us Californians. Um, but we got like just normal soup from uh, uh, Trader Joe's from like a, a, a jar, so nothing special there. And then, but we wanted to be creative with our grilled cheese, so I used a brioche bun, and I'll comment on that. And then uh, butter on my pan, brioche bun, and then I shredded up some like hatch chili uh, cheddar cheese, and then um, uh, cheddar mixed cheddar cheese, like the white and yellow. And I grinded gra- ground those up and put them on my my brioche but my brioche bread, and then topper I made pancetta as a as a, as an inside. Uh, like little little bits of pancetta inside. It was a cubed one, right? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, did you get slices of pancetta? No, no, no. That'd be dope. No, 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 not slices. Actually, I think bacon would have probably been a better choice. I think pancetta is a little bit too um, hard and like um, gummy um. because it's a lot more fatty. Uh, but it was good. The reason I bring it up is because brioche for, I think, grilled cheese isn't the, isn't the correct choice. The, so the structural integrity wasn't there, was it? No, no, no. Structural integrity is good. It was the uh, uh, sweetness. Oh. It was too sweet. And I don't oh, think a grilled yeah. cheese should be sweet. I think it should just be buttery and like give you a heart attack. I think to counter that, I mean, you could add a little more savory. Like, yeah, I think maybe like slabs of bacon or like Yeah, a, a maybe ham, more. You're like right. a, like yeah. a honey smoked ham. Yeah, maybe like more that sweet, salt. But I agree. You know, Trader Joe's, if you were there, go with the rosemary bread instead. Oh, Sarah wanted cheese. that. Yeah, she wanted that. And I said, no, I want it for the brioche. So it was my fault. That's fine. You have ex- if you have extra, make French toast or bread pudding with it. Yeah. No, I, brioche is like like I've said before. It's like delicious. So I love it. I mean, I could eat it by itself. Yeah. It's it's super I'm good. Just, yeah. And then dipping it in the tomato soup. Ugh, my white my, my white Americanness was just like f- is, falling out. Is there a better combo than grilled cheese and tomato? Uh, I grew up just eating grilled cheese by itself, but yeah, with the addition of tomato soup, it's it's phenomenal. It's crazy. I don't like tomato soup. Me neither. I don't. It's me neither. I'd rather should have just had marinara sauce. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I would I would have had just marinara sauce myself. I'm not not because you're Italian, but because I I prefer. Yeah, but you can't have like a bowl. Oh, you're just saying like to dip. Yeah, just like a dipping sauce. Yeah, no. I'm I thought have... you meant like a bowl of marinara sauce. Like, this guy's <laughs> wild. This guy's crazy. No, no, just to no. dip. Yeah, maybe that would be. And probably with the brioche it would work because it's a little bit uh, spicier, for lack of a better term, or or, or more flavorful. Uh, flavorful. Mm. But anyways, I digress. We were talking about tequila today. We are talking about tequila today. Why are we talking about tequila today? Uh, because I... Well, actually, Marco and I both took a shot of tequila yes. before this episode. That's why. We were celebrating uh, 100 downloads of our pod from all of you wonderful, wonderful listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I chose tequila just because I didn't know what else to talk about, so... No, <laughs> that's it's a good, it's a good choice. It's a great choice. People love tequila. Uh, people order tequila i think again i'm not a big drinker like straight drinker like straight drinker like a liquor straight is what i mean mm-hmm. um but i think tequila is besides vodka is like the other one that people take shots of because i think it's the easiest in, am i correct there or am i wrong i mean we both are like 30 why? years old and we don't take shots why anymore. do people take shots tequila why do people take shots that's true <laughs> i'm I'm just too old for that. Right why do you, now. why do people take shots? That's a good question. But yes, why do people take shots of tequila? 
I think it's smoother, in my opinion. At least silver tequila is smoother. At least the one we had just this morning. The 10 a.m., by the way. The correct term is blanco. Blanco, sorry. Silver <laughs> blanco. I should know. I've bartended Ex- enough. Excuse me. Yeah, put your glasses back on. Um, I don't know. I prefer actually shots of whiskey just because I prefer whiskey. <laughs> no, dude. I think that burns you all the way down. Like tequila, at least, like it just sits in your stomach and you feel it when you... You know, burp it up later. But <laughs> you have a you have any fun tequila stories? Um, no, I'm actually the reason why I asked you to take this shot in the morning was obviously you know the the hundred dollars, but it was to to show you that I, like I usually gag and throw up, but luckily I didn't. You um, didn't, but you you made a face. Have you seen cats gag? Yes, yes. That's the kind of face you made. It was kind of interesting. <laughs> so um, those are my interesting stories. I, I barely drink tequila. Um, I really do shots, so I don't have very many stories. Oh, no, no tequila drinks that you no. prefer? Oh. No. How about you? Actually, we had margaritas yesterday, but I mean, margaritas are just delicious. Strawberry, you know, all those different like lemon, lime. It's just, you can make so many delicious flavored margaritas and it's crazy. I think margaritas are like one of the versatile drinks you can just make yeah. with uh, tequila. Yeah. I don't have any tequila stories. Per se, well, I probably do. That's another time. I'm gonna say that for another time. <laughs> we'll get more comfortable. Uh, the the statue statue of limitations still stands on that. <laughs> um, my go-to tequila would be uh, a Paloma, actually. Oh yeah, a, a lazy Paloma is what I call it. Squirt soda with uh, grapefruit. Yeah, with uh, tequila. Yeah, yeah. Mimico. No, it's good. And we actually, in speaking of Long Beach restaurants, there's a restaurant downtown called Viaje, I don't know if you've been yet, that has a Paloma and they use black salt on the side and they use like this really, this like long clear ice cube and it was delicious. Very easy to drink. It's a very like smooth and um, uh, like you said, tasteful uh, drink. I'm not a fan of having my rims salted. Oh. That also sounds very, <laughs> that sounds like an innuendo. Um, I don't like my margaritas or I don't like glasses. You know what? No salt on my drinks. Okay. That's the thing. Really? I just, Why? It gets in the fucking way. I don't like a salty drink. Also, it's kind of gross. Everyone's always just like licking it. Yeah. Like the like, whole time. Like a uh, salty dog or greyhound or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I prefer the, the, the drink. I don't need the salt. That's I'm already dehydrating myself. I mean, and yeah. And like, what is the point of the salt? It's to, I'm sure to, it enhances it, but well, I don't care. Fuck no, I think, it, I think it doesn't do the opposite. It's like to cover up the taste. Like when you take a shot of tequila, you're supposed to do salt wick shot and then lime i feel like those two things on the end lime and salt are just to distract you from the actual taste of the tequila am i wrong i don't know <laughs> uh, I, i'm gonna be honest i i had a weird drinking culture when i was growing up so uh jeez. Uh, i i i just drank where'd you go again statutes of limitations <laughs> i don't i don't remember where i go into school okay never mind <laughs> never mind all right let's get into it tequila. Let's, let's get let's get into it tequila i'm excited for those who have been living under a rock or are underage and don't know, tequila is a distilled spirit made from the blue agave plant that grows in Mexico. Is it actually blue? I didn't look up the color. I think no. it's, it's like a blue-green. Yeah, it's, like, no. it's, it's, yeah. I was, I was testing you. Oh. I've seen it before. It's, just, it's not, I don't want everyone to think it's just blue. It's, it's like no. a... Blue-green. <laughs> yeah. And the blue agave, the blue agave plant that has, kind of, kind of looks like a giant-ass pineapple. Yeah. It's called a piña. And so the leaves are removed from it, the, the top essentially, leaving you with the core. Mm-hmm. And what that 
that's the what Tequila is. That yeah. the core. You mash it and kind of make it. It's actually really fun to watch those videos of them hacking them out of the ground and like cutting Crazy them up. Crazy how yeah. big they are. They're big and like the way that these guys, these people manhandle them, farmers manhandle them and like know exactly how to like strip off those like um, leaves that they oh, don't yeah. use. It's like really beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful experience. Centuries, um, centuries of like just uh, tradition being passed down yeah. from there, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, it's cooked, mashed, and becomes fermented by natural yeast that turns the sugar into alcohol. Mm. And so that's how you get that that giant it's just so crazy how that like giant plant provides us with tequila and a good time uh, <laughs> once it's distilled it can be bottled immediately so once it's bottled it's what we call blanco tequila now once instead of being bottled you move it to an oak barrel and it ages at least 60 days it's stated that it's a reposado and so it's a little more brown in hue mm-hmm because of, of the barrel. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So that the, the barrel is like really soaking in all that the flavor and really mm-hmm. giving that that natural uh, scent to it. Yeah. I don't like reposados, by the oh, way. I love reposados. I feel like they're a little bit harsher. Speaking of like like whiskey, right? It's yeah. A, it's closer. I mean, I know they don't. They, 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 they do use whiskey barrels sometimes yes, yes. To, to age the tequila, which is an interesting method. Because mm-hmm. um, a method I, I, I've seen like across just all alcohols they 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 share barrels which is interesting so wine barrels will uh whiskeys will uh age and distill in wine barrels and vice versa uh beer going in some uh bourbon barrels it's it's interesting i don't like bourbon barrel beer Beer, me neither it's so sour yeah i don't like sour beer yeah me neither even though because i'm a big fan of stouts and it's it doesn't come out that rich like creamy flavor anymore Mm -hmm. it becomes like almost really Sour, it's yeah, gross. harsh and sour. Uh, after sixty days and it's aged for more than a year, the tequila takes on more of an amber hue and becomes even more smooth. Mm-hmm. It's called. That's when we get an, an añejo. Oh wow! I I didn't know that. I thought reposado and añejo were the same thing. Close. They were close. Yeah. They, wow. I can see how they can get confused. Wow. And so añejos are considered to by aficionados to be for sipping and savoring. So don't go mixing that in margaritas. I'm not going to tell you how to drink your tequilas. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm not going to judge. Yeah. If you mix your añejos with margaritas, go ahead. But this is, I'm just reading what aficionados, those who have highbrow, uh, will look at you and say, mm, you shouldn't be drinking like that. Yeah. Um, that's how they sound, too. That's exactly how they sound. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is a difference between mezcal and tequila. And people confuse this a lot. All tequilas are mezcal, and not all mezcals are tequila and this is according to the tequila regulatory council yes there is one wow like the italian shit for pizza and stuff yes yeah oh we should cover that yeah 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 yeah. um the council considers tequila can only produce bottled and inspected within certain municipal wow the tequila's hitting me man (laughs) within certain municipalities Wow, I butchered that word. You know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Municipal, municipal, municipalities. <laughs> Why are words hard? It shouldn't be like that. It should be easy. Of five Mexican states, the most popular one is Jalisco. Mm-hmm. There's Narit. I am butchering these. No, no, that's, I think that's... Juan, Juanajuato and Michoacan and Tamulapias. Okay. I will add these to the notes. Jalisco is actually the hometown of tequila and the state that produces the most tequila, as I mentioned. Yeah. So that's why you hear Jalisco being used a lot. You you see it a lot because it's the most popular. Like saying, like, Kentucky is for bourbon. Yeah. I also might be throwing that wrong. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, 
All tequila must contain at least 51% of its fermentable sugars from the agave plant. 51%. Remember that. Yeah. The best tequila uses that variety alone and cannot include additives. It's clearly marked as 100% de agave on the bottle. So some distilleries use the word Piro, Azul, or Weber Blue Agave. And this accounts for the majority of tequila today. Like it's, there's no additives. It's clearly marked as 100% agave. This is where we jump into mixto tequila. This is where a little more controversial, a lot of people like raise their eyebrows at this. It's fermented from more, no more than 49% of non-agave sugars. So mm. it's not 100% agave. It also can include no more than 1% of approved mellowing additives, such as caramel color, glycerin, oak extract, or sugar syrup. A majority of celebrity tequilas come from this. Oh, so they're not even in the, they're not from the council. They're not approved from the council? They're approved from the council, but they're not like 100% agave. Gotcha. They're, again, they're following the rules, but there's more on this later on, like, uh, on what celebrity tequilas are doing right now. And my, my opinion's on it. Again, I don't care what you drink, honestly. I'm just stating my opinion, putting my voice out there. Mm-hmm. That's the two. There's 100% de agave versus mixed oak tequila. A lot of controversy between having additives within the tequila, but more on that. Um, with mezcal, mezcal can be produced from... A list of over 30 different agave plants so it doesn't have to be the weber blue agave plant it could be from what, any te- uh, agave plant what is mezcal can you describe it for our people mezcal is a smokier version of tequila is mm-hmm. the way i like to put it yeah um it's got a more more depth and flavor yeah. um i learned this recently from uh, a mezcal tasting i had recently to quicken and speed in the process Instead of doing the natural way of smoking and uh, baking the agave plant, agave plant mm-hmm. some places are actually using tire smoke. They're burning tires and they add that smoke flavor oh, to wow. the uh, the mezcal, and you get that weird like burny flavor oh, wow. and smoky flavor where it's it's not as good. Yeah, it's oh. an, it's definitely an acquired taste. For uh, like sipping, I don't think you're you're supposed to sip on mezcal. If I'm not, cur- you can okay. you can also mix it uh, into cocktails. Mostly, yeah, it's like a, it's a at least for when I used to bartend, it was mainly used for like a mixing um, ingredient instead of just like oh I'll take a mezcal straight. You know, no one that's gangster. That's really crazy, but it's an acquired taste. It uh, is the the cocktails that it produces are very are very smoky flavored. Oh yeah, it's kind of wild how smoky mezcal can taste yes i will put you guys onto one of my favorite mezcal cocktails real quick it's called the oaxacan old-fashioned it was i believe Ooh. crafted and started in new york uh new, by the way new york has new york la one two of the best like bartending mixology cocktails, yeah. cocktail programs like yeah. there is right now it's amazing um it is two dashes of orange bitters half an ounce of uh agave Half an ounce of mezcal and one and a half ounce of reposado tequila. Yeah. Stir that together, pour it over huge rock uh, of ice, mm. and boy, it's sounds delicious. It's it's an old fashioned with a, just a little more tequila flavoring. Yeah, it's and it's interesting. Pretty- like you don't like again for that that specific cocktail, right? You're using the mezcal as like an enhancer rather than like the sole oh, yeah. the sole uh, liquor percentage. You know what I mean? It would be way too smoky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would it'd be crazy. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's totally fine. It's yeah. it's uh, 
to describe mezcal to those who haven't heard of it. Yeah. Um, tequila is steam baked to extract the sugars from the plant piña, while mezcal is heated in large pits lined with lava rocks and filled with wood and charcoal. So it ends up with a, a like we said, a pronounced smokiness to it. And some places again will cheat that process and really burn their tires, which is kind of gross. The distillation process is the same. You bottle it or you put it in barrel ages. And just like tequila, I didn't know this, just like tequila, mezcal also has the aging categories of Blanco, Reposado, and Añejo. Really? Which I knew to me. Are they, are, is it like Mezcal Añejo or is it like some other name? It's Mezcal, like Mezcal Añejo. Añejo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't it's, know that either. It's real fascinating. Like, wow. I would love to do another episode on Mezcal um, another time. Yeah. All right. Let's see who started tequila. Mm, I'm excited. We are going back to 1000 BC. Wow. This is an old-ass drink. Uh, this was started by the Olmecs. They are the civilization before the Mayan Aztecs. Oh, wow. So they're really old. They use it as ceremonial wine known as pulque. P-U-L-Q-U-E. So almost like pulp, but pulque. Um, the first evidence of it existing anywhere, though, didn't come until stone wall paintings in 200 AD. So... Mm-hmm. At least like 1,200 years later, they, were, they saw evidence of it. The Aztecs used it as the same ceremonial wine. And they produced a fermented juice of the agave. And the liquid is very important to the culture. because And they worshipped two gods for it. Maya Huel, which is the goddess of Magwe. And her husband, Patekal, the god of Polk. Uh, the goddess of Magwe, if you looked at maguey it's also i believe a brand of mezcal really yeah i've never heard of it before no it's um in that giant green bottle oh actually i've seen that yeah yeah yeah. um we're gonna do something a little different we're gonna break it down by centuries right now okay so from 1400 to 1500 there are multiple theories on the beginning of how agave distillation began and so i'm gonna go with the most common one it involves (laughs) the spanish invasion as most things do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Spaniards couldn't be without their brandy. Because who couldn't? Yeah. And so when supplies began to run low, they improvised with mud and agave and essentially creating what we know as mezcal today. So they, they saw what they were doing. They were like, nah, we can kind of mimic, that, mimic yeah. that and try to make mezcal. So, they, so they were like, uh, you know, they, they had their boats from Spain and they were in uh, Southern America territory. Mm-hmm. And then we're probably going to go back home and we're like, oh, wait, we need our... We need, we need our brandy. Our, we need our alcohol, so let's <laughs> yeah. let's adopt what these guys are doing. Yes. Okay. And so that's how the kind of mezcal came to be around like the 15, 14 to 1500s. In the mid-1500s, the Spanish government opened a trade route between Manila, Philippines, and Mexico. In the early 1600s, the Marquis Altamira, this is a Spanish noble title, it's a noble title from mm-hmm. Spanish, built the first large-scale distillery in what is now known as tequila jalisco oh wow so like mid 1500s from then till now it's still around wow Mm -hmm. and now we're jumping the 17 to 1800s a lot happened and this is where we're gonna get some fun fun facts (laughs) the cuervo family actually began commercially distilling tequila in 1758 followed by the sauza family in 1873 so to anyone out there yes patron's great I actually don't. I actually didn't do any research for Patron. Mm, Surprise! That came out. Yeah, yeah. Cuervo actually is the first family to wow. make tequila, and they did it right. Yeah, obviously, it's been around for that long. It's still been around. I'm surprised yeah. that Salsa's um, 
second or wherever you said around Me there. too. I don't think their marketing is was, as good. Yeah. Because I don't, I think, uh, at least at the bars that I've worked at, it's always been considered like very cheap. Very low end, yeah. Yeah, very low end tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really shocked. And I wish I, maybe I should do a, a, another episode or just some quick facts throughout the week on like popular brands like, you know. Uh, Patron, mm-hmm. there's Classe Azul, which is a, a favorite of mine as well. 1800. Ooh, 1800, yeah. Um, anyways, back to the 1758 Don Jose Antonio de Cuervo. What a fucking name. <laughs> he was granted permission from the King of Spain to cultivate and harvest the blue agave plant in Jalisco region of Mexico. Wow. He founded the Tabierno de Cuervo and began using the blue agave plant, which retains water in a distilling process. Wow, I wish I took Spanish in high school. I took <laughs> French. And now my pronunciation is all bad. <laughs> um, I, think it's on, I think it's on point right now. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so 1758 was when we started getting the modernization of tequila. And the distillery was officially founded in 1812. That is crazy. The, which distillery? Jose Cuervo. 1812. But what, yeah. Wow. So, so before then, they, there wasn't a distillery. They were yeah, just kind of just, just farms. A place. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I wonder. Yeah, I would love to visit that place. That's insane. They must. They must have some old ass like ways of distilling something. Well, get this. You can visit it oh, today. Yeah, yeah. There is a full day tour of La Rejano, the Jose Cuervo Distillery. It's a one of a kind of experience. You'll get to see expansive blue agave fields, the historic Mundo Cuervo, and its beautiful architecture, and the Reserva de Familia private seller wow interesting i looked into the, i didn't look at the price i yeah. really should have that would have been fun um we should go to do a full day to still like tour distillery we should yeah it'd be fun i would be interested like even what you were saying about you tasting uh doing a mezcal tasting it's interesting i've done like a whiskey tasting one and like i don't taste the difference but i like to hear that there is a difference Marco, you take that back. There is a difference. I can taste it. Uh, it's it's very it's hard for me. But I, again, I'm not a well a liquid what, drinker. Well, what I like to do in with these tastings, and I, I now I sound like an asshole. Um, I've done plenty of these. <laughs> it's best when paired with food. Yeah, you definitely can taste the difference when paired with yeah. food. Um, because they just have different properties with them that that brings out the more enunced flavor. Yeah, uh, in it, Don. Uh, Sonobio Souza was responsible for identifying the blue agave plant as the best producing tequila. And by this point is what we know is being produced. So before then they were using kind of any any kind mm, of yeah. agave plant in Jalisco. And then they realized, well, if we use the Weber blue agave plant, it produces the best taste in tequila. Do you know if they use different types of agave currently? Currently, yes. The other, again, all tequilas are different. They, yeah. they use different... But to be considered tequila, they have to use Weber Blue Agave. Gotcha. And that's according in 1974. What a good transition there. Yeah. In a move to take ownership of the word tequila, or the term tequila, the Mexican government declared the term as an intellectual property in 1974. (laughs) And this made it necessary for tequila to be made and aged in certain areas of Mexico, and also made it illegal for other countries to produce and sell their own tequila. It's like bourbon. How bourbon is only produced in kentucky like you said yes you can't produce bourbon in other countries yes so that's why i think the term whiskey yes is around yeah so this started the formation of the tequila regulatory council it was created to ensure quality and promote the cultural surrounding around the spirit wow that's fucking amazing yeah we should have something like that for 
I think there's one for pizza. There's one for pizza, but they should have it for everything. There should be a council for every dish. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to jump into some culture? Ooh, I'm excited. We're jumping into celebrity tequila today. I am one not a big fan of celebrity tequilas. Yeah. I, I just... I think they're overpriced, and they don't taste good. Yeah, and they usually just... Yeah. I mean, you're going to get into it, but the taste is, is essential, especially yeah. for... For these people that are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to put their face on bottles. They're, they're putting their faces on bottles, but they're also buying up like time and farm space at these distilleries yeah. to have their tequilas like marketed. I'm going to jump into it, though. Like In 2021, U.S. sales of tequila grew by 17.93%. 18% they grew. Growth was sitting around 7% between 2013 and 2018. So it exploded. Yeah, I wonder why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Uh, around, I think 2015, or 2013, yeah, was when George Clooney started mm-hmm. Casamigos. Yes, there have been other celebrity tequilas in the past, but Casamigos, I think, was like the trend. Yeah, was the launch off, especially with George Clooney. Yes, yeah. with a name as big. Because, I mean, Sammy Hagar, no one really cares. Yeah. Um, sorry. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's some, some off-pod talk. <laughs> And then 2017 is when Clooney sold off Casamigos for $1 billion. Jesus. And so I think other celebrities caught on to that. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? We can make money off that as well and make uh, some fast cash. It's forecast to grow even more by 2024. Again, I do have notes. If you guys are curious, we can post these notes. I'm not sure if y'all are interested. We can always post our notes uh, to back up our facts here. According to Drizzly... 27% of all tequilas are sold that are sold on their app are $100 or more. Jeez Louise, That's over a man. quarter of their tequilas being sold. Subpart tequila, sub, sub $100 price range, so around $40 to $50, and $50 to $60. Is this only Casamigos? No, no. This is just like tequila in general. Just tequila in general, the pricing. So Damn. between $40 to $50 and $50 to $60, the price ranges, they account for 17 and 16% total in sales so about 37 percent of all sales tequila are between 40 to 60 dollars we're in the wrong career we should have been tequila i think <laughs> i honestly think the gro- the contributors to this growth are just one celebrities yeah uh combined with like the premiumization of like tequila making it seem like it's a higher more mm-hmm. uh because so, like before let's be honest tequila was always considered like a trash shot yeah like, yeah oh let's just take some tequila shot now it's just like really mainstream and yeah. people are like oh let's go classy like classy azul uh casamigos again casamigos cheapest bottle i think is like 50 bucks 60 yeah. bucks yeah but i also think the the usage of it going back to what we talked about earlier in like as many cocktails as it's in like you could it's so versatile tequila specifically that it could be used to make really anything yes it's good the spirit the tequila spirit is actually really really beautiful in that, in that sense that you can like combine it with Make it something fruity, make it something yeah. uh, savory, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, Sweet. It's very versatile yeah. uh, spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I don't appreciate is like having these celebrity tequilas come out year after year, having new ones. Uh, to throw some names out there, Villa One, that's Nick Jonas. <laughs> there is... The hot Jonas brother. Oh, he is the hot Jonas brother. <laughs> so other celebrities are... There's Casa Noble, which is Carlos Santana smooth yeah it has to be has to be has to be good 
There's DeLeon, Sean Combs, a.k.a. P. Diddy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. Diddy. Why would, AKA, he not, why, would, why would it be by Sean Combs and not by P. Diddy? That dude goes by so many fucking <laughs> names, I don't, it's hard to keep up. I've never even heard of that, DeLeon. I literally have never even heard of that tequila. The, a lot of these actually, you, it just depends on their marketing, yeah. honestly. There's Prospero, which is Rita Ora. Oh, wow. There is Dos Hombres Mezcal. I've heard of that one. Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. There's Sincoro, Michael Jordan. What? That dude loves his tequila. Really? Fun fun thing to watch. If you are watching the Last Dance documentary. His 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 documentary, right? Yeah, that's yeah. his documentary. Whenever they interview him, look at the glass next to him. It like changes in amount of he's tequila always, he's drinking. <laughs> yeah, he's, it changes in amounts. It's really funny. You think these celebrities drink only their tequila? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I also don't know if they drink tequila or are drinking. I know Jordan does. Yeah. Michael Jordan definitely drinks tequila. Haha yeah. ha, uh, oh. is the chain smokers. It's also, I believe, partnered with uh, Fuck Jerry. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Santo, which is Guy Fieri and Sammy Hagar again. Wow. Terramana, a very popular one nowadays. Yeah, I've seen the that. The Rock. Obviously, my guy, The Rock. Lobos, 1707, a.k.a. The Goat, LeBron James. Wow. Calarosa, Adam Levine. I There are so many. I mean, how are we? At? We're up to like 10 right now. There's so many. Oh, my There's God. 818, Tequila, Kendall Jenner. Mark Wahlberg has his own, Fletcher Azul. And, and uh, maybe you don't know this, but are these tequilas... Are they and the distilleries that they're coming from? These celebrities specifically are they making other tequilas? See, I don't know. I and like wish, just slapping I, names I think, on them. I think that's like I would have to like really dive into like yeah where they're they're sourcing it from. But because I can't even imagine there being this many farms. Well, there is an agave shortage. Uh, some positives and negatives. Okay, I'm gonna jump. I'm done naming celebrity tequilas. There's so <laughs> many. Uh, Eva Longoria has one. Uh, Kevin Hart has one. It's just so many. Yeah. Um, Positives and negatives, in my opinion, to this is people are drinking tequila, which is great. It's helping the tequila business grow. It's generated globally in 2021. It generated 12.89 billion dollars. Mm. I'm gonna let that number sink in again. 12.8 billion. 12.89 billion dollars globally for That's tequila wild. alone. That's wild. The negative, and this is again to your point here, tequila is produced only in certain parts of Mexico. So there's been agave shortages. And so it's been increased competition, making it challenging for small brands to gain visibility. So like the smaller brands who don't really have a millions of dollars to throw at marketing yeah. aren't even getting their name out there. So it's challenging for that. Yeah. Um, there has been some development. You'll, you'll start seeing this trend. I'm telling you guys right now, you guys heard it here first, the rise of Chris, Cristalino tequilas. It's almost that. like a pink hue tequila. Okay. It's aged tequilas that undergo charcoal filtering to get rid of the spirit color. So the theory is that it makes the tequila more approachable and smoother feeling. So mm. you take like Reposado, Añejo, you charcoal filter it, and you get rid of all that color. Yeah. Ironically, you're also, because these celebrity brands are using their own tequilas, they're getting rid of all that, uh, they're filtering all the, the additives to it. And so some tequilas already, and they add more tequilas, additives to it, which makes it a weird extra sweet mouthfeel so it's like tastes extra sweet oh interesting because they're trying to get rid of all that the additives and then they add more after the fact and it has a weird like texture in your mouth oh wow and it's just a really touchy subject when it comes to tequila in general when talking about additives 
because um, most celebrities like are pushing the limit, the absolute like there's one percent you can add to it. They're pushing it the absolute limit of what they can add to. And what, why do you think they're doing that? One for taste, okay. they want it to taste good. Two, I think they're doing it just because they're speeding up the process. Gotcha. You're aging things in oak barrels. It takes some time. Some yeah. people are actually pr- putting it in like pressure barrels and just making it age yeah, faster. Faking, faking the, the process. Exactly. Um, this is just my my palate, and this is what I'm my opinion here again. Casamigos, if you, you taste it, it has like kind of a vanilla-y, minty aftertaste. It's not true to what like aged tequila would taste like. It's, yeah. it's too sweet. Terramana, the same thing. Again, we are slapping these celebrity names. We assume they know what they're talking about. We assume like because they're endorsing it, it's good product. Especially, I, I mean, names like The Rock, honestly. Yeah. Guys like healthy as fuck. But yeah. I'm sure that guy's worried out. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, of course. And the problem is... Looks good. Looks good that way. Honestly, I mean, I would love to try his, like, his his cheat meals. Yeah, yeah. The problem with this, though, like, again, with the premiumization of tequila, people looking highly upon these brands like Casamigos, Terramana, people, consumers will not be able to tell the difference of what, like, a good tequila is. And so they think, like, this is a good tequila. Mm-hmm. And they think if you drink, like, anything, like, uh, my favorite, Espelon, you drink that, that's trash. Espelon tastes way better. Than Casamigos. That's one with the, the skulls on it, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's half the price of a Casamigos. Yeah. yeah. Half the price of Terramana. Like, it's so good. Like, another good brand is Tequila Ocho. They are committed to making tequila the old-fashioned way. Oh, really? We're not sponsored by them, but I would love to be. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're no, there's no celebrity attached, you're saying? No. Okay. No, it's 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 a really attached for you. I mean, uh, there's a Siete Lenguas. That's another good one. A good brand out there that, that does things the traditional way. Again, what my problem is with this is like people start assuming Casamigos and Terramana, yeah. eight one eight. It's like good tequila. This is the best tequila. That's because it's the only one you see on Instagram and and at, at a high price bar. point. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, we start approaching this thing where it's I start seeing it. It's kind of weird, like cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. Like, yeah, I, I did see a recent Casamigos commercial with Clooney going down to the fields in Jalisco. I'm assuming I remember Jalisco. Those. Yeah, I remember those. those celebrating with the farmers. But I'm like, <sighs> again, without me really truly knowing. So I don't know how much is going to the farmers versus yeah, how much is going into ask, his pocket. I was going to ask about the $12.8 billion of yeah, whether that is like just for the corp, the corporate top dogs and the celebrities or mm-hmm. is it going back to the people that are actually doing all the labor work? Yeah, it's, it's weird because you're like essentially another form of ex- exploitation. Yeah. Um. Same thing with like coffee beans and stuff. Oh, that's a whole other market, yeah. Because <laughs> people are going down, like celebrities are going down south. They're finding pro- producers, farmers, taking their product essentially, yeah. bringing it back to the United States and just slapping their own name on it mm-hmm. and slapping it with a price tag. Again, I don't know how much is going to the farmers and going to the producers. So I could be wrong. Maybe they are giving and at least care of them, yeah, uh, a good portion of the shares to it. But again, there's something just to keep in mind with it as well. Uh so before I go, I just want everyone to like, if you want to learn more about tequila, there is Instagram influencer I do follow. His name is Lucas Assis. Uh, we'll add it to the bio and tag him in the episode as well. I hope you guys took something away from this. Oh, definitely. Uh, again, it's just to educate and to understand like the positive of people drinking more tequila and understanding tequila. But there's also got to understand the negatives. Like, there's tequila shortages. People are being exploited for this. Mm-hmm. Like, understanding where the, the money's coming from. Yeah. Again, not going to tell you what to drink. Drink what you want. I don't care. 
I'll drink what I want. It's just educating you guys. That's all. Yeah. So thank you guys for another wonderful episode. Like, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, Apple Pods, leave a review. It really does help us go a long way. We do read them. We are very happy to celebrate our first 100 downloads. We're excited to see where this pod continues to grow. Yes. Thank you, Andrew, for enlightening me on the tequila process and the background of tequila. Always happy to do so. I appreciate it. And thank you for the shot this morning at 10 a.m. Oh, God. (laughs) And with that, guys... Grab a plate, stay full, and eat some knowledge. Is that how we do it? I don't know. That sounded good, though. Eat knowledge? Eat knowledge. Yum. Yum.